I want to teach this morning on the importance of God's children taking a stand. And like I said, I don't apologize for being a teacher because that's what God created me to be. And sometimes he might get me walking up and down the aisles or dancing or using the steering wheel or whatever he gives me to use to get my point across. But sometimes we need things to leave an impression on us. Sometimes it helps us to remember. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, in the New Living Translation, uh, I'm sorry, in the New International Version, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, he says, put on the full armor of God. In other words, clothe yourself every morning when you get up so that when the day of evil comes, and every day evil comes, that you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, he says, stand. When you've done everything you can do, stand. And that's what I was talking about last night when the enemy was attacking me and attacking my health and not only my ear but in other areas of my life too and health and, and things. You do what you know to do. You pray, then you get somebody to come into agreement with you, and then you stand. You, you stand and just continue to thank God and give Him the praise and give Him the glory and thank Him. God, thank you that I'm healed. God, thank you that you have made me whole, that you have delivered me. Based on your word, I trust your word. And now I'm standing. And that's what you have to do. You stand and keep your mouth shut. I cannot emphasize this enough. Don't be putting on Facebook all your symptoms. You, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You, you are stabbing yourself in the back or the foot or wherever. Keep it to yourself. Find somebody that you trust that you know that will pray with you or pray for yourself. You have the same authority as Jesus did, Jesus says he's given you the same as he had. He says, I have left you with giving you power and authority to tread upon the scorpions and the snakes and put the enemy under your feet. Yes. So you can stomp on him anytime. Amen. You don't want to bring attention to what the enemy's doing to you. You're giving Satan glory. Yes. You're glorifying him. When you put this stuff on your Facebook and all these places and, and giving all your symptoms and stuff like that, you're looking for self-pity. You're looking for somebody to feel sorry for you. You're not really looking for somebody to pray for you because you don't know whether they're going to pray for you or not. And there's some people you don't want to pray for you. Amen. Everybody don't pray God's word. And so you want to be careful who you ask to pray for you. And keep your mouth shut. And you will get the victory. But if you continue to share everything instead of sharing it with the Lord... Share it with the Lord, but don't complain to the Lord. He don't want to hear it either. <laughs> the Bible says he don't want to hear it. He said he got tired of hearing it. He says, your words have been hard against me. And when we complain and talk about the things that we, we should be experiencing that we aren't, we're grieving the Lord. And he don't want to hear it. He says he don't want to hear it. And, uh, and, and maybe somebody else wants to hear it. I don't want to hear it. 
My ears are not garbage cans. And I'll tell you something else. When people start bad mouth, you know, talking poverty, poor, sick, oh, you know, just negative, 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 world's going to hell, hell, hell in the hand, basket, what we're going to do about this president, what we're going to do about this, what we're going to do about that. Change the subject. Change the subject. Pray for that person. I think we need to pray for our government. And we better be praying for our president. Because it could be worse. Things can't always get worse. But if we'll hit it with prayer, then God can do something. But we're not going to do anything by bad-mouthing him. Yes, things aren't the way we would like for them to be. But we're still some blessed people. We are so blessed that I can't even tell you how blessed we are. The freedom that we still have. Yes, we are experiencing a lot of things. But if you look into other countries, and I minister in Pakistan and other countries, you wouldn't have any idea how blessed we are. We've got food on our tables. We've got clothes on our backs. And we still got the freedom to speak even though they twist it. We can speak it. And they can't stop it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stand is such a simple word. An easy action. Not much thought is required to accomplish. However, when sickness and disease and pain or suffering come against us, our first response usually is not simply to stand against it. Saints, we are created with a fight or flight response so that when we are confronted by our adversary, we will either prepare to fight or we will quickly go into a flight mood. In other words, run away from it. However, the Word of God says we are to stand, recognizing that the battle is not just a physical one, but it's a spiritual one. It's a spiritual battle. Like I said last night, the Lord impressed upon me as listening to the man of God that he, God will speak to you. He'll speak to you through a song. He'll speak to you through a message. He'll speak to you in any way. A whore, or he spoke to him through a, a donkey. He will speak to you if you listen. And he spoke to me and let me know that it was a spiritual battle. Then I needed to treat it like a spiritual battle. Actually, all sickness is spiritual. Notice that the Lord says that we fight against schemes of the devil, rulers, authorities, and powers of spiritual darkness. God knows that for this battle we must be covered, protected, and empowered by His armor in order to stand in His strength. Okay? Most people never understand that a fight against sickness is a spiritual battle, as we were talking about last night. They only look at the physical realm because they're so vividly aware of physical symptoms and the, and the physical reports that they get from the doctors, physical diagnosis and physical manifestations. However, Jesus explains to us in John 10, 10, that our enemy is Satan, the spiritual entity that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So he's here to steal from us, whether it's our health, our finances, our family. Uh, he's, he's, try, he's working on my family right now. And he's doing that to distract me. Somehow or another, they've opened the door and let the enemy in. And it's not a pretty picture. Because see, so many people think, look at some, some things as being innocent. And things are not always innocent, as they may seem. But these, these, they're both Christians. But they don't get in the Word. They don't go to church. They don't get in the Word. They haven't for a long time. And so now they've allowed the enemy to get in. But you know what? They're not even aware of it yet. 
But I told them, each one of them, my daughter and my granddaughter, you know, what, what, they had, what was going on. And I said, what's happening, I said, is dangerous. I said, it's a demonic spirit. And you open that door and you let him in. I said, he's going to do some damage into your family. And you better close it. You better get him out while you still can. Oh, that's all he wants. He wants to destroy. The Amplified Bible says to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. How and where do we stand? We stand by faith on the Word of God, standing, believing, and trusting that God is fighting for us. And let me back up here a couple of words and say that it was my responsibility to tell my daughter. It was my responsibility to tell my granddaughter. The Bible says so. If you see somebody going down the wrong path, the path of destruction, you need to tell them. Amen. Or they, if, he, if you know this, he'll hold you responsible for it. And I, and I told him, I said, I'm not going to be responsible for it. I forewarn you, as the Lord told me to. And as a matter of fact, the Lord personally spoke to me and told me to, to let them know. You can't be concerned about what somebody thinks or hurting their feelings or whatever. You're, you're, you're concerned about their life, their eternity, or their eternal salvation. And, and, the, and the enemy that's trying to destroy you. If he can't destroy you, he'll come through your family or anything else. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to wipe me out and he can't do that. So he's trying to do it through my family. But he's a liar. He's a liar. Because I stay, I stay in prayer and this situation is coming to an end. It's coming to an end, hear me. Because there ain't no devil in hell going to prevail against it because I've gotten the authority Amen. Amen. May, you know, and they're going, they're going to straighten up Amen. God will see to it I don't know how he'll do it but he'll do it yes. the Lord told me and tells you that blessed is the fruit of your womb yes. and that your seed shall be delivered yes. and my seed shall be delivered I have God's word on that Hallelujah. And he says that we, that God is fighting for us and will give us the victory over the weapons of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, not long ago, I received a text from my youngest daughter and she was requesting prayer over a growth. As a matter of fact, her doctor's appointment was the next day and I prayed over her immediately and I cursed a growth. And of course, I immediately shot prayers of confirmation of healing to her. I wanted to arm her with ammunition right away. That's what you want to do, brothers and sisters. Never hesitate for yourself or the person that you're praying for to load yourself, load yourself or them up with scriptures to stand on. Give them something to stand on. So I immediately prayed. I cursed the growth and I commanded it to dry up from the root up and I commanded it to cease to be in the name of Jesus. And then David and I came together and we prayed and we declared and we decreed God's word over her because the word says in Matthew 18, 19, that if two people come together as agreeing upon anything as it being done, it shall be done coming, to, coming into agreement. He says, my father in heaven, he says, will do it. In Exodus 14, 3 says, don't be afraid. He said, stand firm and watch God do his work. 
That's what we need to do, folks. We need to stand firm and watch God do His work of salvation for you today. Deliver you what, from whatever it is that you need to be delivered from. The enemy has always has got chains on all of us in some form or another. Whether it's our way of thinking, whether it's our health or whatever it is, he's got some uh, clinches on us somewhere. And no matter how frightening the name of the disease may be or how overwhelming the medical report might be, no matter what your doctor says, report, respect that doctor. Listen to me. Respect the doctor, but don't agree with him. Amen. Be very careful about who you agree, agree with, whether it's a doctor or a pastor or your friends or your, whoever you're talking to. Be careful who you come into agreement with. Be, be, know what you're agreeing on yes. and who you're agreeing with. Amen. When you get outside, you curse that report and you command it to hit the ground and not bear any fruit. Are you hearing me? Yes. You don't have to come into agreement. You respect the doctor. You know, and no matter how much your physical body is struggling, no matter how much your flesh is screaming, and believe me, it will scream. You go into the doctor and he gives you a report and he says something, your flesh is going to start screaming. And you're going to be, and, he, and the enemy is going to be busy telling you, putting th thoughts in your mind. And there, none of them are going to be good. Because Satan is going to immediately come to bring on, uh, bring on the spirit of fear. He always, he always does. God says you are to stand firm and to watch him move on your behalf to bring you victory. Give glory to, give glory to God our Father. Hallelujah. Yes, the battle is real. We fight battles every day. It could be a moment that's life-altering, that report could be, or it could be just something that's annoying to you. It could be either way. I don't know. But I do know that God has promised and that he will never leave nor forsake you, that no weapon formed against you, he said, shall prosper or be, un or, or be successful. No weapon. In Isaiah 54, 16, in New Living Translation, it says, I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction, and I have created the armies that destroy. In verse 17, but in that coming day, he said, no weapon. How many weapons? No, no weapon. He says, turned against you, he says, will succeed. He says, you will silence every voice. Who is going to silence every voice? You are. God's not going to do that. He says, you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication, he says, will come from me. He says, I, the Lord, have spoken it. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Saints, the battle is not ours. The battle is His. The victory is ours. If, if we would only just stand and trust God, the key is to stand firm without wavering. James 1 says, the Word says, if we waver, we will not receive anything from God. And verse 6 in the God Word translation says, when you ask for something, don't have any doubts. Because a person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed by the sea. And I know that you've all heard these verses many, many times, and you have read these verses many, many times. But I want you to give more thought to them. Said so a person who has doubts shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. 
Verse 8 says, a person who is doused is thinking about two different things at the same time and can't make up his mind about anything. Now, that's all right when you're out shopping and you can't decide on which pair of shoes to buy or for our slaters, what dress we want. It's okay to be wavering between two opinions. But it's not okay when you're praying and asking God for something. It's not okay. It's not okay to have doubt. It's not okay to waver. And it's not okay because he says he's a double-minded man. You're double-minded. And he said, you won't get anything from me. So if you really want anything from God, you have to be careful that you're not double-minded. In other words, you get a symptom and your first thought might be to call your doctor and that's okay. But your next thought should be, I will take this to the Lord because my healer lives in me. He will know how to handle this. And that's what I did, like I was saying the other, uh, the other week. I called and counseled my doctor's appointment and I said, God is my physician. And I don't recommend that anybody do that without the Lord instructing you. Saints, you cannot stand proclaiming life and victory one day and be crying in fearful despair the next, wondering if God will deliver you. Stand when the battle starts, when the battle is at its worst, as well as when you see the victory on the horizon. You know, like I told you the other night, or last night, mine got worse. Sometimes, sometimes things will get worse before they get better, but don't lose faith. Don't lose faith. That's just the enemy tricking you, trying to convince you that God didn't hear, God didn't answer. So he'll make it worse. But don't listen, okay? Don't listen. If God, believe God. Believe God over your symptoms, over your flesh. Your flesh will lie to you. The Bible says that your heart is the most deceitful thing above all things and that it will lie to you. So your heart will lie to you. Your, your flesh is going to lie to you. So you can't trust it. The only voice that you can trust is that of Jesus Christ. He suggests, as it says in the message translation, he said, when it's all over but the shouting, he says, you will still be standing on your feet. Hallelujah. Standing in the victory that the Lord has secured for you over that enemy called sickness, depression, oppression, or any other symptoms. We're informed in Matthew eleven twelve that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. But the violent, what do they do? They take it by force. Hallelujah. It says in verse 12 in the God Word translation, it says, From the time of John the baptizer until, that the, uh, until now that the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people have been seizing it. Hallelujah. Saints, when you declare over another person's life, now please pay attention to this. When you declaring, when you declare over another person's life the heart of God's word, you are like a guard dog or you are like a bulldog on that person's behalf. Are you hearing me? In other words, when we speak God's word over sickness and disease, we're actually demanding that sickness or disease to bow its knee to God's word and the name of Jesus. We cannot fight our battles by keeping our mouth shut. There is no way, there's just no way that you're ever going to win any of your battles by keeping your mouth shut. But you also are not going to win any battles if you're not careful what's coming out of your mouth. There's times where you just need to be quiet. 
put a zipper on it. And that's hard. That's hard for me. And that's probably hard for everybody because we're so used to talking. But like I said last night, our words are meant to be more than be used for uh, conversation or communication. Our words are used, supposed to be used for creating. God created this whole universe with his words. This whole world is held together by his word. And he created us in his image. He created us speaking spirits. And so we can create what we want. We can create health and finances and jobs. We can create what we want, but it has to be done with the word of God. And it has to be done the way he wants it done. And you can create. But you have been creating already. But you've been creating things that you don't want. Create what you want. I'm here today because I started out that way years ago when the Lord began to talk to me about the ministry and certain things. I had, I didn't have any of it. I didn't have the wisdom. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the finances. I didn't have nothing except God himself. And that's all you need. And if you'll believe him and just keep speaking what he tells you to speak, which I kept writing it down in my got book upon books, writing down what he told me. And I'm speaking them and I'm doing them today. And some over 10, 15, 20 years ago. And what I'm doing today, I spoke 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. It was impossible. Impossible in the natural. But don't ever look at things in the natural whether it's your health or your children or your finances, your job, don't ever. And let me give you this too. Don't ever talk about your coworkers. Don't ever talk about your boss and the company that you work for, or you might be out of a job because you, you got power in your words and you can damn that company and that boss. You want to be careful what you say. You want to do the best job you can regardless of how they treat you. God sees all things. And he will reward you. I've seen it happen. He will lift you up out of it and he will reward you. But he will not reward you if you do it the other way around. So don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know who that is for a while. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Be through that in so many people, you know, they're always talking about that, and, and they don't understand that they're cutting off their own, uh, cutting, stabbing their own selves. Saints, you must declare and decree God's word over Satan's attacks against you, and that's what I was doing. Let me rephrase this: You don't have to decree and declare God's word over Satan's attacks. You can tolerate it, you can put up with it, but you don't have to. It's up to you. That's right. That's right. You don't. You, you don't. You don't have to. You have been endued with power from on high and you have been given the ability to speak to your mountain. And that mountain doesn't have any choice but to move out of your way, according to Mark eleven twenty three. But you must believe what you say. As Ann was saying earlier in the singing, you must believe what you say. Are you hearing me? You don't have to go over or around it. You can go right through it, just like Jesus did when he walked through the locked doors and walls. Because aren't we creating his image and his likeness? You can go right through your mountain, hallelujah. You've got Jesus living on the inside of you. As the word says, he is right here living in us. So declaring God's word will cause you to step out of the needs mindset and step into actually establishing what God wants for you. He do that. 
the way these things are going to happen is for you to open your mouth every day and to speak. And saints, let me tell you that you cannot have without saying or speaking. We've said this over and over and over and over again. Just like your faith, you must put action with your faith in order for it to work. It does not work by itself. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 14 says, What good is it, brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? You have to open your mouth, and you have to declare God's word, and you can start by saying, I declare the victorious declaration of praise even when I don't feel like declaring it. Most of the time, I don't feel like it. You probably don't either. That's when you really need it. And believe me, and I speak from experience, that there will be times when you want to quit and you want to give up. You want to give in to the devil. You're going to get tired and you're going to get frustrated. And of course, Satan's little demons are going to be sitting on your shoulders telling you that you might as well quit. He's going to be telling you that your confessions and what you're doing and what you're saying are not working. But believe me, they are working or he would not be applying so much pressure for you to give up. The devil needs you. I want you to hear this. The devil needs you to say things so he can do it. He needs for you. He needs to hear you say these things so he can do it. That is why he tempts you to say things when you know that you shouldn't. You know, when you get angry or when you get upset or when you're being gossiping or whatever. He needs you to do this because unless you do it, he can't do anything. Remember, another word for temptation is pressure. If it does not matter what you say, then why is Satan pushing you so hard to say it? Think about that. God needs us to say things too so that he can do them. He needs you to confess his word and he needs you to stand on it so he can help you. If you, need, if you want his help, you've got to start speaking. So you've got to give him something to work with. In Psalms 39, in the Message Bible, David was saying, I'm determined to watch steps and tongue so they won't land me in trouble. I'll tell you what, that's a good one. Sometimes it just feels like you don't have any praise left in you because your flesh has been fighting you every step of the way to say what it looks like in the natural and the devil has been on your shoulders telling you that it doesn't work anyhow. I know I've been there, just left there, and not sure if I'm totally out yet. <laughs> he was on me this morning. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not going to give up. I don't care who you are, he, you know. You, but you're stronger than he is. Yes, you've got the power, and he knows you've got the power. Yes, yes. You just have to keep moving forward. Praise God. And God's going to be right there to help you. Hallelujah. Does the devil not enter your thoughts the moment that you wake up in the mornings? The moment that you open your eyes in the morning? Does he not begin to fill you with doubt and dread before your feet ever touches the ground, the floor? Or maybe before you even drive out of your driveway? He's already said something or done something to get your day going in the wrong direction. To get your mind going in the wrong direction. Saints, never speak what you feel. Remember, the entrance of the word brings light and it gives understanding to the simple, according to Psalms 119. You know, as I said last night, I've been experiencing that same thing for the last several weeks with my ears. It's not the first time that I've experienced something and, of course, to get your friends and relatives to help you. As I said last night, Satan doesn't want you to move. He doesn't want you to grow. 
He wants you to blame God for your lack of finances. You know, we talked about this last night. He wants you to blame God for your health or for your lack of healing. However, as far as Jesus is concerned, you're already healed. Amen. According to 1 Peter 2.24 say, says you are. That, that was my arg argument. It wasn't really an argument, but that's what I kept saying. You know, I thank you, Father, that I'm already healed. I thank you that you sent your word and it removed all sickness and destruction from my body. I thank you that Jesus himself bore my sickness and took every infirmity and by his stripes I am healed. And Father, I thank you that the noises are in my ears are gone. They are gone, you know, and you just keep talking that way. And the next thing, everything's going to be okay. It might take you a while, but it'll be okay. We have to know that he's the one that has brought that sickness on you and the one who brought sickness, he's the one that brought it on me and he's the one that brings it on you. The one who has made everything suffer, everyone suffer from this coronavirus, he's the one that's responsible for it. He's the one that stole your job. He's the one that took your finances. He's the one that caused strife in your family and on your job. But let me say this too, there are things that can cause strife in your family, but if you'll take it to the Lord, and seek him on how to handle it. Because the Lord tells us that when we come into confrontation, not to practice what we're going to say, but to ask him what to say. And he'll tell us what to say. And we'll say it in such a way that it'll bless them. And it'll minister to them. And there won't be any anger. and There won't be any strife. Because they'll take it in the spirit in which you meant it. And that's what I did. I took it to the Lord and asked him to help me to prepare their hearts and minds to receive what I had to say. And he did. And he will. Amen. Don't just go flying off the handle when something don't go your way and get angry about it and start shouting and saying things that you, you're going to wish you could take back or you're going to regret. Seek the Lord. He'll tell you what to say. And it'll be effective. He is the one, Satan is the one who's crushed your dreams and he's the one who's crushed your visions. And how did he do this? By you buying into his lies and coming into agreement with him. Instead of giving voice to God's word to fight your battle. For one thing, we cannot fight our battles by keeping our mouth shut. We've already talked about that. I cannot express when closing, I cannot express enough the importance of you speaking over your situations. God has given you a mouth peace. He's given you a mouth. Please use it. Saints, you must declare and decree God's word over Satan's attacks against you. And let me repeat this. You don't have to decree and declare God's words over you. You can tolerate it. You can put up with it, but you don't have to. And I can remember when David, when I was preaching at one of my face-to-face -face conferences several years ago, he was suffering from his eye, from eye surgery. And he was sitting in the back and he had forgot his, he'd forgotten his medication, and he was in terrible pain. Uh, and he was sitting back there, and, and he thought he was going to have to get up and leave the meeting. He said, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he realized, I don't have to put up with this. Amen. And instantly was healed. The moment that he made that decision, it was kind of like that um, the other day, you know, when I was talking, when I... The moment that the Lord spoke to me about it being a spiritual thing and I made the decision to cancel the appointment with the doctor and give it to the Lord was the turning point. 
the night that David said, I don't have to put up with this, that was the turning point. Because you know why? It shows God, it showed God you were trusting him. You were throwing it on him. And he always comes through. Always comes through. But he was just instantly healed. I thought it was, it was amazing. Hallelujah. You know, you can't be passive and win a battle. And I hate to admit it, but, but he got away with it for a few days with me until the Lord woke me up through listening to his word. He got my attention. And I'm praying this morning that some of the words that I'm speaking to you that the Lord's given to me will wake you up and get your attention maybe on some things that maybe you've been wondering about. I realize, like I said, I realized one morning while I was on the treadmill listening to Brother Keith Moore on Faith School, what was going on. And I believe that that's when I said before that I believe that was when the Lord spoke to me about that. The Lord will speak to you. He said, heed what you hear. And he also says, heed how you hear. And, and so if you hear something and you know it's for you, I mean, that's another thing. David was sitting in church one night, been suffering for weeks, maybe months. I don't know, he doesn't share everything about that because he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> and most of the time I do. But he was in terrible pain and the pastor was given a word of knowledge toward the end of the service about someone had his hand up there and he said someone like up right in here he said it's pain and David could have sat there just ignored it but he did and he said that's me to himself he said that's me I take that I take it and, and the pastor and said it's not coming back was he healed? Weren't you healed, sweetie? Totally. Totally. And it had been painful, been paining him for weeks. And was totally healed. He took the word. God has given me some words this morning, maybe some more so than others. But he's given me some words this morning that I truly believe that if you'll take those words, at least some of those that apply to you, I, I believe you'll see a difference in your life. Like I was seeing last night, and you got that steering wheel, and you're going down that road, and you don't like the direction you're going in, you have got the, you have the power to turn the wheel. You can do a U-turn. As a matter of fact, that's what happens when you get born again. You just do a whole turn around, just a whole, that's what repent means, just means to turn around. And so if you don't like the direction your life is going, all you have to do is just turn around and go the other way. But in your case, the way you're going to do it is with your mouth, with your tongue. Use your tongue as the rudder on your ship or the bit in the horse's mouth. The Bible says that if you can control your uh, mouth, you control your whole body. That's what the book of James says. Think about that. How much control that you really have if we would just put it to use. Hallelujah. The Lord will give you some wisdom and some knowledge concerning your situation that will help you to come out and be victorious and to have the victory. But you have to listen to that still small voice, okay? I believe that it was still that was still small voice that spoke to me concerning my ear that brought me, brought about the manifestation of my healing. I, I believe it was when I made the decision, like I just said, to cancel the appointment. I'm not telling you to cancel the doctor's appointment. I'm only asking you to listen to that still small voice. God works in many ways. In closing, let me remind you. And let me say, too, that I've been to the doctor. If I need to go to the doctor, I'll go again. 
There's nothing wrong with going to the doctors. God works through doctors. He works through nurses. He works through many, many, in many ways, many ways. And so I'm just giving my testimony because before I have gone to the doctor, this time, and there's times I have prayed that I didn't have to go to the doctor because I was healed. And then there was times where maybe my faith didn't get me where I needed to be and I had to go. But also you can learn as you grow to get stronger and you can stand. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about standing, standing. Hallelujah. Remember, God's word does not return to him void, and he watches over his word to perform it, according to Jeremiah 1.12. In other words, his job is to bring it to pass, okay? This is what God's job is. His job is to bring it to pass, and your job is to release the word into your life by speaking it. It's God's, it's his, he's going to bring it to pass, but it's your job to release it. Saints, I truly believe that Speaking and declaring God's word is the key to the kingdom. I believe that his word is like finding a hidden treasure. And when you find it and you begin to declare and decree, you will have what God wants you to have, every bit of it. And according to Joshua 21, 45, it says, Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. He said, Everything came to pass. How much more sure is the promise to us since our covenant is with God is based on the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, God's word will not fail when it is believed in the heart and spoken forth in faith. And Proverbs 26, 23 says, the heart of the voice, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. In other words, you need to discipline yourself to speak the word over your situation. I want you to begin to dig into the word and find out what the Lord has to say about your condition. Final word for today, don't rely on your friends or your family. You need to see it for yourself. Your life could be at stake here. Your life can depend on who you talk to and the words that you use. And Father God, I thank you this morning. I thank you again for giving me strength and boldness to walk through the door. I thank you again this morning, Lord, for pouring your spirit out upon me. I thank you this morning, Lord, for the anointing to teach the word. I thank you, Father, for the people that came to hear the word to be fed this morning. I thank you, Father, that they came hungry and they came here wanting and thirsty, wanting to hear the word and be blessed by the word. Father, I ask you before I got here this morning to give me a word that would minister to those that come. I don't know, as you know, Father, I did not know what their needs were. I do not know what they need to hear that will encourage them or, or bless them or whatever they need to hear. I don't know. But Father God, I thank you that you do. You know everything. You know everything about them. You know every hair on their head has been counted and numbered. I think there's nothing that they can think or know that you haven't already that you don't already know. I thank you, Father, that you know every thought that they have. You know every word they're going to speak before they ever speak it. So, Lord, I thank you this morning for being here this morning to be able to share your word with them, Lord. And I thank you that it has been a blessing and will be a blessing. To I declare that it will be because you said it will be, Lord, to all those that heard and received. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, that you will bless them by that they will receive it in the spirit to which it was given, Lord, and, and they will not just shake it off, Lord, but they'll take it seriously. They'll take your word seriously and know that there's power in the yes. word of God and yes. there's power yes. in the blood of Jesus. Yes. And we just we have to just keep moving forward, Lord, knowing that you will never leave us nor forsake us and that you're right here with us 
that none, none of these battles that we're battling right now, none of these battles are our battles. They're your battles, Lord. Help us to have the wisdom to, to understand and know these are not our battles, that they're your battles, to give them to you, Lord, whether it's health in their bodies or their finances or their job or their children. Give them to you, Lord. Give them to you. You said, Father God, to cast our cares upon you because we, you care for us. So, Lord, I pray this morning, whatever they're going through, whatever they're experiencing, they will cast that care upon you, Lord, and let you handle it. You are qualified. You did not design us to handle these battles. We're not created to handle battles. Only you can do. And so, Lord, I pray that they will trust that and give it to you. And, Father, again, I thank you for this word. I thank you for Pastor Roy and, and Nora, and I thank you for the congregation. And I just thank you, and I thank you for my sisters that came up. Uh, traveled up to hear this word, Lord, and I thank you that they've also been blessed. And, and Father, I pray, pray for a safe travels for them. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.